Let's edit that out. So um, <laughs> that's, when he says edit that out, that means it's yeah. immediately going in. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of season two of Z DevOps Talks. So we wanted to introduce, we wanted to introduce our, uh, a new host to the yes. team, Shalini. Shalini, welcome. Thanks the- for having me. And Shalini is in uh, British Columbia which mm-hmm. is in Canada. Actually, I, more specifically, Vancouver. Yeah, this is a geography class, basically. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna traverse all the uh, provinces. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We but have not all, but no, not but not Alberta because nobody. Why likes. not? <laughs> hey, man, there are gonna be some Flames fans. They're gonna be this real mad. now, hey. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm joking. Um. So, so uh, Shalini, why don't you uh, give us a little, you know, intro of who you are, where you're from, what you're about, you know, likes, dislikes, don't go that far, but you know, you're, you're, you're new to the team, but you're not so new because you were, you interned previously, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yes. So I'm in BC. I did my undergrad and my master's here at UBC, did my undergrad in cognitive systems and then. Um, did a master's in business management, and I've been working at IBM basically since my third year of undergrad. So I did my co-op at IBM. I started off um, as a software support engineer, moved into user research where I briefly worked with Tala as well. Um, And um, then, yeah, then got into the uh, offering management space, which I've really been enjoying. And I've got an opportunity to work with you guys as a result as well. Um, a little bit about me. This is the part that always trips me up because I realize how boring I am. Uh, cause I have to actually list out like things about me and I'm like, I don't think I actually know that much about myself, but, um, yeah, I live in BC, never been skiing. That's interesting to say right there. That's really cool. <laughs> um, yeah, no, a little bit about my, about myself, I guess I, I like cooking. I've been doing more of that. I've graduated from, you know, making ramen during my undergrad to like trying out mm-hmm. more, more new recipes now that I have time to do that. Uh, and also we're in the middle of a pandemic, so there isn't really much to do outside, but I try to like get myself, uh, you know, some new hobbies. Yeah. It's a little bit about me. That's awesome. Shalini, we're happy to have you here. Um, we hope you stick around forever. <laughs> we have we have lots of laughing, which I appreciate on the on the on the line. Uh, we've, we're with Tala. She's a um, Tala. I don't know how you say your last name. How do you say your last name? El Halak. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. Um, <clears throat> yeah, she's a uh, longtime listener, first time call. Glad glad to have you on the show. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'll start with this. I'll say you are a currently a design manager with uh, IBM Z, Z DevOps. You're located in uh, Toronto. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe that is in Canada. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's what I've yeah. heard geographically. It's uh, also known as North North America. Um, <laughs> now, is is Toronto... I've, I've heard that Toronto has a really good food scene up there. Is that true? Oh, it does. Hundred percent. You can't get bored. You kind of don't repeat the same restaurant twice within a month. <laughs> Interesting. That's what's your awesome. What's your go to restaurant? If you ever come to Toronto, you have to try pie. P A I Thai food. 
Delicious. Okay. All right. So Chris or Shalini, you guys take it away. Like we, so it looks like uh, Tal has been uh, in this current position since October of 2020, mm -hmm. right? Um, oh man, that feels like a lifetime ago. I know. <laughs> yeah. I know what it's... happened, right? <laughs> so yeah, I know we had some topics on the list and, um, mm -hmm. you know, the only thing I, I wanted to know was, um, and then I'll, I think Shalini wanted to know about your you know, your, your relationship with, with France or the, the French language, but you grew up in Lebanon, right? Actually, no, I, I grew up in the UAE, but I am Lebanese, but I you grew both. up in Abu Dhabi specifically. Oh, wow. oh okay. okay. Cool. What was yeah. that like? I didn't know that we're learning all sorts of things. Yeah. What was that like? <laughs> um, so it's interesting because I was actually born there. Uh, my parents are originally from Lebanon and they moved to Abu Dhabi, um, I want to say in 1990. Um, so I was born there about two years later <laughs> and um, and I grew up there. So the, the culture there is pretty different than um, my culture in Lebanon. Um, but it's interesting because I went to French school there. So I got to meet a lot of people from different backgrounds, different cultures. So that's where I actually got into French, uh, French school and some French educated. Um, but yeah, you, you, Abu Dhabi is, is very multicultural. The culture of uh, the people there is, you know, a little bit different than what we, we know in Lebanon but you get to meet people from so many different backgrounds that it feels like a, um, I don't know, you're kind of learning so much from different people, especially at school. Um, so yeah, it was, it kind of shaped my, my, um, my thoughts, I would say growing up because, um, you know, although Lebanon, I, I would go back to Lebanon every summer and, you know, go back to visit family and extended family mostly. Um, the UAE is, you know, felt like home for the longest time because, you know, it, Lebanon, we'd go during the summer times, for example, and then um, head back to the UAE. So it's where I grew up, where I made my friends. Um, in the UAE, you kind of have one system where you're going, you go to one school from, um, I don't know what you call that here, but it's like first class, the maternal one, um, up till you graduate. So you're with the same people for about um, 16 years. Um, wow. just awesome. Yeah. We have yeah. Ele elementary school, middle school and high school. That's, that's the, that's the common yeah. lance in, but, it, but you don't, you're not with the same, you're not typically with the same people. I mean, you might be with a handful of people from, you know, your first year all the way mm -hmm. to your 12th year, but yeah, that's really rare. Like that's, that's, that's like gotta be really cool to be able to form those relationships and yeah. Um, Stuff like that. That's really awesome. All um, right. So you said it's French school, right? So that that would explain the the French on 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 your CV. The, yep. the okay, cool. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Neat. All right. So um, I want to give Shalini an opportunity to to jump in here because um, we've been hogging it. So sure, hogging the I combo. Was... I don't know. Tell, tell yeah, us. Yeah. Well, I actually wanted to ask you, like, what was your? How did you end up deciding to come to Toronto? Um, that's an interesting journey because actually in the UAE, right after I graduated from high school and actually most of the people when they graduate from the UAE, so whether it's you're in Abu Dhabi or Dubai or in the Gulf in general, um, you often travel abroad to do, uh, your grad, uh, grad school. 
Um, so most of us, I ended up going to Lebanon. Um, I studied at the American University of Beirut. Um, and that's where I started my graphic design um, journey, actually. Uh-huh. Um, so I studied there for two years. I didn't complete the four-year program because I halfway through, I ended up coming to Canada. Um, and um, the decision was made because my sister, actually, two years younger than me, um, was graduating from Abu Dhabi, same school as me. Um, and we were talking about possibly moving to Canada and me finishing my degree here. Uh, her starting off her degree, uh, we decided to come here together. It'd be easier um, traveling and moving <laughs> 14 hours away with a sister or a family member, at least. Um, so I decided to leave Lebanon and come here with her. Um, but yeah, it was the best decision I've made, to be honest. Opened many doors. So I, I finished my my education here. Um, so the two remaining years at York University. And okay. been here since. That's awesome. So you finished, you did graphic design at uh, York? Yeah, yeah. I actually looked for a program that was very similar to the one in Beirut. And I didn't want to miss um, or redo any years. Um, so I found the program, the YSDN program here at York that was super similar. So luckily they credited my, uh, previous courses. Um, so when I came here, I finished like two years and a half of, uh, York, the YSDN program and yeah, got me that graphic design degree. Yeah. And then obviously you've, you know, you've been working at IBM for a couple of years now. How did that happen? Was that after you finished your degree or were you already talking to them um, while you were still in school? Um, no, actually, IBM wasn't my first job um, after school. Uh, when I graduated, um, what I initially studied was graphic design. So mainly I was interested in advertising, uh, branding, um, and I decided to, you know, I, I didn't know much about UX and UI. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's mainly because in Lebanon, um, the first two years that I had were mainly about uh, visual design, very focused on uh, graphic design, like colors, the basics of design, uh, just more uh, what we call today UI, like the visual design. Um, So when I graduated, I wanted to get into uh, advertising um, and branding and logo design, stuff like that is what, you know, used to be of interest uh, to me. Until I moved to Canada, that's when I got introduced to more of the interactive courses and the UX part of things. Um, so when I, but when I graduated, I still wanted to get into a small design firm, which is, you know, I started, I was working at a smaller firm here in Toronto um, called Idea Couture. I was there for about, I think, a year um, before I applied to IBM. Um, And about a year later, I got in as a visual designer, actually. So um, it was an interesting jump. Yeah. And so what was your role as a visual designer at IBM? What were you working on? Um, So when when I first started, um, a lot of the things, obviously, I came into IBM, uh, again, coming in from a, you know, more visual advertising branding background. I didn't know much of the technical area. Um, So when I first started... It was a lot of learning, a lot of, you know, just getting you, getting to know the space a little bit better, um, understanding what Z mainly is about, um, mm-hmm. also understanding what IBM does as, a, as an organization. Um, so it was a lot of learning at the beginning. Um, I think when we started, 
funny enough, it was there wasn't any design involved within the Z DevOps team. I think really, um, yeah, it was just so Steve Murphy and I. Um, we worked together. At, we didn't even have the 14 designers we have today. Um, yeah. Marcel was also a, a part of this group. Um, but Steve and I first worked on ADDI with um, two other for, folks who aren't with us anymore. But uh, yeah, the team was very small. So I think we started off by trying to build what would be the design team today. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's so interesting for me to hear because when I joined the team, you guys had such a strong culture. Um, so it's really interesting to, to hear that, you know, you kind of built that from the bottom up and that when you started off, it was just you and Steve. That's um, cool to hear. I'm, I'm glad yeah. to hear. Well, I, out of, you know, I've moved around IBM quite a bit, but that the culture that you guys had was so strong and I, I loved it. Um, and that was when I really realized I liked working at IBM. Yeah. So. You've, you've also worked on some other projects. I know you've worked on carbon design. What, you know, what have your learnings been and what has been the coolest thing you've worked on um, in terms of your design or research work at IBM? Um, so when, we've, when I first started at IBM, again, I, I came in as a visual designer. So I had no, well, UX wasn't my priority. Let's put it like that. Um, in a way that, you know, visual was what I cared about. I loved to design beautiful interfaces that, you know, people could um, um, could relate to. Now, when, we, when I first started at IBM, there wasn't a carbon design system. We actually had another, we had multiple systems, like the North Star um, Peretz uh, system. I can't remember what else. But there were so many different systems that it kind of got confusing at a point that, Okay, what do I use? What, what do I, you know, what is my reference here at IBM? And then they consolidated all of that into Carbon, which made, I think, everybody's lives easier, to be honest, here at, at IBM. Just having consistency across the visual design of our products is super, you know, they've done a great job with that. So a lot of it was, you know, just getting used to this new system, contributing back to it uh, as much as we could. Um, and then... Um, obviously getting into the product work. So once I got to know ADDI a little bit better, um, I got to work on the interface for AD and ADI, which obviously you kind of, you couldn't do just visual design. There was a whole effort on the re, uh, redesigning the experience for ADDI, which kind of got me, forced me to learn a little bit more about, you know, how to do proper user experience, how to think about our users and, learn all these things about design thinking. I think all of this was a big, um, a big learning lesson for me personally. Um, and then a lot of stuff came in like video work that would get asked from, you know, the design team from time to time. So you'd, you'd have to go in and learn some things about, Hey, how do I, how do I make a video? I, I knew a bit about it because I had learned in school, but, um, definitely developed some of these skills later on. So, you know, it, Different stages, different learnings, um, and you're still learning, to be honest. Uh, yeah. Quite an interesting journey. I feel like, it, especially in the tech space, it's, you know, you're always learning. I don't, it doesn't yeah. matter how long you've been on the job. Um, yeah. But, and I wanted to ask you actually specifically about kind of IBM Z. You know, I'm relatively still new to the space. What, how did you, you know, coming from not a specifically technical background, how did you 
adapt to that? And, you know, what educational resources did you look towards? Um, to be honest, I have to, I have to give a big shout out to Steve Murphy. Um, when I first joined, he, he was really like the only person that, you know, he, 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 I went to him whenever I had any questions and Steve is like, um, he has so much, he's been around for a while, but, and he has a lot of knowledge and, um, things in his brain that, you know, you kind of sit there and, and try to figure out like, how is he storing all of this? But, um, I learned a lot from him. Uh, I think he has a lot of, um, important information that he was able to transfer to me. And honestly, the thing that helped me most is the people at IBM, because it was difficult for me to go in and do some learning via, um, your learning and whatnot in a technical space. Like you'd learn so many, you'd read about so many things, but it's hard to really comprehend what that meant. Right. Um, so the architects helped quite a bit, to be honest. And they were my go-to whenever I needed to bridge that gap between design and dev or the technical side. You must have worked with Gary a, a lot with ADDI, right? Gary Mazza. Yeah. 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 He's one yeah. of our he's one he was one of our guests. We should link to the to that. Yeah, I, I worked with the entire ADDI team, um, development, design, OM. Honestly, everybody's you, you need to make those connections with the people because this is how you well, I personally grew and learned a lot from them. Um, yeah. yeah, great team to work with. I kind of miss that. What are you doing now? Well, I think we just, we jumped. You're, you're at UX, UI UX, and then your next stop was design lead, right? Yeah, correct. So actually started off, yeah, visual design first mm -hmm. and then got into a UI UX role. Um and then got into the design lead role. So I was leading design um, for ADDI specifically. So I worked with great designers, Rachel and Alicia, um, for a while. Um, and uh, we were focused on AD, ADI, and the new WASI Analyze as well. Um, so there is a lot of things that, you know, we, we worked on uh, together. It was a really strong team. I think we, we found a good way to work, first of all, amongst us as designers, um, and also with the OMs and, and development teams, I think we found a good, um, a good relation that made things work, um, for us. So, and now I transitioned into design manager for the team. Yeah. Um, so that was quite a, quite but a it, jump. Well, it seems like a natural progression for where or natural trajectory for where you, you know, for, for where you were, um, I had two things. I, I, well, first one is a love letter to carbon design. Yeah. <laughs> one of the coolest things you already mentioned, like the standardization, um, mm -hmm. like that's really cool. But um, there's this thing called the WCAG, which is the Web Content Accessibility Guidelines. And I'm sure you probably heard of this, but it, there are like certain, there are certain things that we have to adhere to when it comes to accessibility and uh, translation. So accessibility for those that have like, you know, hearing or vision impairments, mm -hmm. things like that. Um, Carbon Design integrates all of that and basically provides assurances for people that are, you know, using the Carbon Design language and the, the different, like, you know, basically code snippets and things like that. So it, like, it makes our lives a whole heck of a lot easier to just adopt Carbon, which is what we're doing internally at IBM. And I think it's, it's open source, right? So like anybody yeah. could go in and, and use this, right? So, yeah. Yeah. okay. So right. that's that number one, that's 
just amazing. It's uh, so awesome. So I don't know who was responsible for, you know, orchestrating this and, you know, and codifying it. It's awesome. Great yeah. job, everybody. And then two, I know Shalini had wanted to to ask you about like, I don't want to give it away, but like leadership and, you know, women in the IBM Z space. And I know that was kind of a, a thing that she was interested in to learn more about. So I will stop talking now. And- <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. Um, no, I mainly just wanted to ask you, I know, I know you are kind of relatively new to the, you know, role of being a, a design manager and you're, you know, young as well. And so I, just a young woman wanted to ask you what that experience has been like. Yeah. Um, to be honest, it's it's been quite a journey. Like I I started at IBM about four and uh, four and a half years ago, actually. So my journey progressed super quickly. And to be very honest, I I didn't think it would I would get to design manager that quickly. Honestly, I thought um, I didn't really plan for it. Um, yeah, it's very impressive. First of all, I just wanted to oh, say thank that. you, <laughs> thank you. I I didn't plan for it, but I know I had the. Um, it was a goal of mine. Like I wanted to get there eventually, um, but things just happened. You know, it, when they say right time, right place, that's super true, and it kind of applied to me because we started at a again a very small team and we grew pretty quickly. So that kind of accelerated that journey for me as well. Um, and coming into design manager. To be honest, I, I like I know it's a it's quite a quite a different role from what I had before. So it's a lot of learning and I'm still learning, to be honest. It's still very new to me. Um learning every day. I, I'll say one one thing that um I felt that IBM was really great at is that I never felt um, you know, that because I am a woman, for example, in the uh, industry that I would not be able to accomplish or achieve uh, what I had in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, it always felt like, you know, I the mentors that I've had um, throughout the four years, the uh, the folks I spoke to, the people are, who are already leaders um, within Z DevOps, all of these folks inspired me. A lot of them also are women. I know there aren't a lot of women in Z as a whole, but those that really got somewhere like to the leadership roles actually inspired me. And I never felt like that was a a blocker or a burden or something that I wouldn't be able to achieve because of my gender, Um, which is awesome. Like I luckily didn't have to go through any of that (laughs) battle. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, getting into the design management is, as I said, pretty different than your uh, individual contributor role. So yeah, I think one of the bigger challenges um, that I faced with uh, design management and management as a whole is just that you need to cater um, and tailor your management style to each person. Mm-hmm. Um, people are quite different on the team and you you sort of need to adapt and learn depending on the different characters, different um, different problems you might face or challenges you might face with um, your people just to make sure everybody's comfortable and really giving their all at work. And it doesn't work the same way with everyone. You kind of have to adapt based on how and what people are going through, um, especially nowadays with the whole COVID situation. Um, people react differently to different things. And it's a, it's a learning experience for me, for sure. 
I didn't even think about that, like how your management style would also have to change now that, you know, a lot more people are working remotely. And you also kind of have to be aware of the challenges that come with, you know, being in the middle of a pandemic. For sure. I think it brings its own challenges. Like I I got into the role, it was, we were already in the pandemic. Um, So some folks on the team, funny enough, I never met uh, face to face. Um, And yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting because um, I know we're doing everything virtually now. It's I find one challenge is that, well, another challenge is that it's harder um, to get the team involved in doing uh, more team bonding and more fun stuff for the team right. because everybody's just so tired of Zoom and WebEx and meetings and virtual meetings that you just don't want another added meeting for fun stuff, which kind of, you know, um, something, it's something I miss with being in the office because then that culture kind of develops itself. Yeah, I, I agree. And again, I, you know, wanted to mention how amazing the culture was at your team when I was working there. So I wonder what that's like to recreate that in a virtual space, especially with people who are new to the team, right? Um, I think we're trying overall. First of all, one thing that we're focusing on is trying to better the onboarding process for our new folks joining, um, especially now that they're, you know, joining remotely. So it's, it's, it's a little bit harder to get new folks to adapt to the team they're joining, especially that they can't meet them face to face. So we're trying to better that experience. And thanks to you, Shalini, actually, some of the stuff that you put together with Shabir is actually helping uh, with that onboarding stuff. Um, But um, yeah, I think, you know, there are some challenges. It's a little bit tougher. Um, but to me, it's an exciting challenge. Like I, even when I was in the studio, I loved introducing the fun stuff to work because I feel like, you know, within Z, we can get um, caught up with the, you know, heads down day-to-day work and forget that you're kind of, there's a lot out there to learn from and people to learn from. Um, so I'm trying to introduce more of that within my team. Um, and, you know, trying to make that better for everyone every day. And I meant to ask you, you know, as a design manager, are you still working on certain projects within IBM Z or is it mostly management work? Um, to be honest, it's mostly management. Like when I took on this role, I always thought, you know, it'd be mainly management and then I would have some time to do, um, some design work because I don't want to lose that um, aspect. I, I love design. I, I truly enjoy it. Um, but I find it very difficult now for many reasons. And one of them is that, um, you know, design management is pretty new to me. Management, I would say, is pretty new to me. So I'm, I'm still trying to learn um, and adapt to this new new role. It's, it's quite a different role from what I was doing before. And I think once I've got a good hang of that and you know I'm able to manage this a little bit better then maybe I can start looking at some individual contribution contributions that I can make um, the other thing is I have a pretty big team um, and I personally think that the core of management is really caring about each person individually and uh, making sure that they're all you know um working towards their goals and growing in the ways that they envision for themselves. And I'm kind of the moderator of that. So to me, this is a bigger task and a bigger responsibility that I 
prioritize over, um, you know, me wanting to do some extra design work for now. That might, you know, I don't know, maybe I might have time for that later on, but today it's a little bit tough. Yeah, that makes sense. Tala, uh, of the, uh, sorry, Shalwini. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, of, of like of the people that you are managing, um, what are, what are some of the projects that they're working on? Like what's, what's like that you know of, like what's one of the more exciting projects that you're working, that they're working on that you've had the, the luxury um, of, of knowing about before the general public? <laughs> well, I think a lot of it is already out there, but the thing that's interesting about this design group is that we have a lot of different disciplines. So you have folks that are researchers, um, folks that are visual designers, folks that are experienced designers and folks that are kind of a hybrid. Um, so each one of them is really taking the responsibility on different products. We have like, you know, I'm sure you guys have heard of ADDI and AD, um, WASI VTP, um, ZDNT, uh, Z unit. Um, you're just making up stuff. Did your team ever work on any IDZ (laughs) UI UX or anything like that? Um, so, well, they do work closely with it, especially that, um, the, the thing to keep in mind is that a lot of these products are Eclipse versions. Um, so they're not web interfaces, which sometimes is challenging for a designer because there's only so much we can do in terms of the experience and the visual design because uh, most of it is Eclipse uh, based. Um, whenever you have a web interface, that's when things get exciting for a designer because they have full control of what the UX is going to look like, the visual design, you know, mainly mainly uh, taken from carbon. But when you're working with an interface, it's kind of uh, la la land of designer because you, <laughs> you have, you can be creative with how you want the experience to go. So tell us about your work with the patterns program. Well, first of all, for those of us that don't know about patterns, um, could you give us a little bit of background and then tell us um, how, how you, contributed or, or anything that you thought was particularly cool? And then, um, you know, if there was anything related to Z? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so Patterns is actually a program that the design org at IBM um, initiated. Um, the whole purpose of it is to get new designers, new designers that are hired at IBM. So from, you know, first day to six months at IBM, to join this patterns program to learn more about design thinking and the methodology of how design works at IBM. Um, so during, I think it's six weeks for the pattern nights, um, they are given an incubator project and they're working with a specific team that isn't only Z, like you get so many different projects from all over IBM. Um, so you're working with a group of folks and you have one or two OMs usually join um, the group. Um, and you're kind of, uh, part of this team that you've never met and you're not going to work with probably later on, um, to work on an incubator project for six weeks. And then you're presenting to the incubator group that is then going to decide whether or not it's worth continuing, um, with the efforts that the team has put towards that project. Um, so when I, I actually, when I joined IBM, I didn't get to go to patterns, Um, I think we had a, again, we had a very small team, so it was, um, difficult to spare any designers at that time. Um, but I did get the chance to go in as a cohort coach. 
which uh, to be honest, kind of led to why to, 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 yeah, to opening my eyes a bit more on leadership and understanding more what leadership um, is at IBM. Um, so when I went as a cohort coach, it was an eight-week program for me in Austin. Um, and I was there coaching that one of the teams, the incubator teams. Um, and so one of the, the projects that my team was working on is actually the whole chatbot and Watson uh, AI and whatnot. So it was super interesting because I got to get out of the Z domain for a little bit and get to know more about uh, Watson, the chatbot, how that works, um, and work with the incubator team uh, that is mainly running this project. Um, and yeah, I, I got to learn a lot, to be honest, in Austin. Like I got to meet a lot of people uh, connected with so many great design leaders. Uh, I think as many people know, um, a lot of the design leadership is based in Austin. So it was a great way to connect um, and kind of, you know, be creative uh, all over again. It, it was a good learning experience, I would say. Awesome. So how, so if I say, I want say, I heard this podcast, I'm a listener and I, I'm like, Oh man, I'm all fired up about this. Tell us awesome. Her program is awesome. The whole, the whole carbon design, IBM's UI UX design stuff, everything. It's just so exciting. How, how do I get involved? How would I join your team? Um, so are you, are you asking as an external person or internal? Yeah. So as, as, as a listener, as an audience member, well, it, um, it could be external or in, oh, internal, yeah. right? I suppose it could be either. Yeah. Yeah. So to be honest, I, I've had a lot of people reach out um, to me and other folks at IBM via LinkedIn. Um, just people that want to learn more about UX, UI within IBM and how the design org works at IBM. Um, and I think a lot of people are learning that way because you get to connect. And I'm, I'm always open to people connecting. I've well, before COVID, I've had the chance to meet a lot of people actually um, for coffees, like quick chats, and they wanted to know more about design at IBM, how, you know, how, how we work, what's the methodology, etc. Um, so I would, I would encourage anyone to really reach out to anyone, just go on, on LinkedIn, type in designer, design manage, manager, design lead, whatever at IBM, and reach out to anyone there including myself, if you're interested. But um, I, I, IBMers are super helpful. And I don't think anybody would turn you down if you want to learn more and get involved. Um, also, there's so many different postings and designers that are being hired on a daily basis. Um, so we can always guide you um, if you're interested in joining. I saw that you, on LinkedIn, you recently posted, was it for a design lead? But that wasn't in Toronto. That was in RTP. That was in Raleigh, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're actually hiring in, in RTP, so Raleigh in North Carolina. We're looking for a senior uh, design researcher to join our team. So if you know anyone, feel free to. Would they get to work with you? Yeah. Oh, they, they would be under. They would. Some team. Would, okay. All right. So let's say hypothetically that an internal IBM member knew you, would I have to go through LinkedIn? Could I just Slack you? Oh yeah. If you're internal, feel free to Slack yeah. me anytime. Okay. And if you want to learn more about design too, I'm, I'm free at any time to talk about that. 2 a.m. on a Saturday, <laughs> 7, 6.45 a.m. on a Tuesday. Okay. Maybe not anytime. Okay. 10 a.m. To 4 p.m. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so if I was a potential applicant, 
what would you be looking for um, in terms of, you know, hiring? Like, what are the qualities you're looking for in your potential candidate? Um, to be honest, for me, I think it's super important to have um, the attitude, the right attitude. Um, one thing we've seen at IBM is that because it's very, Z is different than the design work you would do outside. Um, so when you're joining Z, if you have the right attitude and the attitude of, you know, wanting to learn and open to learning new things, especially that it's a very technical domain, um, that's a big plus because you can come in and not know much about, you know, the whole structure and IBM, how everything works there, but you're eager to learn. And that's all we're looking for because you're going to learn a lot every day, to be honest. Um, and you need to be open uh, to working, to, to new working method and new, um, uh, new ways of working because each team, even within my design team, each team, each member, sorry, is working in a specific way, depending on the dev team they have or the OM team they have. It's a, it's a, it's a give and take. It's a compromise that you're kind of, um, trying to meet in the middle to make things work for your design team. So I would say we're really looking for somebody who's um, who's knowledgeable, obviously, and has the base of you know what design is, but at the same time being flexible enough to learn new things and being open to um, you know new challenges and new technical uh, knowledge that they need to to learn, um, and. Mostly, and that's, I think it goes with all IBMers, but it's mostly looking for a T-shaped designer. So somebody who has, for instance, um, you know, they're super interested in UX or they're mainly, they consider themselves UX designers, but at the same time, they're able to branch out into uh, research or visual or whatnot, depending on the needs and the requirements for the product. Yeah, we're all going to be slacking you right after this. Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay um that's that i liked it you said the uh, t-shaped designer is that what you said or t-shaped yeah that's cool i've, I've never heard that that's that, that's a cool visual um yeah <laughs> i had a i had a question about um oh I, this is more for me personally but um what was like the the how, like what was the learning curve like for you um you know once you entered into ibmc when would like oh man this is hard to explain but like mm-hmm. me personally i had like I I wouldn't say like I had like an aha moment, but there was like, there was like a a period where like things started to kind of click because I had become so accustomed to like the technical documentation that when somebody, when somebody said something, like I could almost immediately get, you know, what they were saying without having to do like that extra little bit of research. So Mm -hmm. for me, that happened probably like the, I don't know, I would say like the year and a half mark, you know? Before I was, before I really felt like, before that imposter syndrome really kind of started to like subside, you know, but for you, like as a designer, you know, like, what was that like? How, how quickly was it? When did you have that like, oh, moment, you know, where everything clicked? Um, Actually, it's interesting because when I, when I first started, I had a lot of days where I was super overwhelmed and I felt like oh my God, I don't belong here. I really, it was very difficult because I would get into meetings as the only designer or with Steve at the time. And it would be very hard to jump in or chime in or say anything because I felt like, I don't know if (laughs) it makes any sense. Yeah. 
Um, so it took a lot of time and a lot of, of days where you just try to learn. But the one time that I really felt like, okay, um, you know, things started getting serious and the responsibility fell on my shoulders mm-hmm. was when, um, maybe it's not a good thing to say, but when one of the designers actually left, uh, the group, the I, uh, IBM, um, okay. that kind of gave me the, um, okay, Tala, you're the only designer here, so you better you better figure this out. Yeah. And that's when I jumped in and really, really jumped in with the architects and the developers. And um, we'd have those general meetings. I wouldn't get anything, anything, honestly. <laughs> but then I would, I would schedule meetings with the architect or the dev manager or dev lead one-on-one yeah. and go through it again. And I would tell them, please explain this to me as if I'm your child and I don't get anything. Just say it in easy words. And that's kind of what helped me understand the Z space. Again, I won't be able to repeat it and and go to a client and fully explain the technical stuff, but I knew what I was talking about. Right. I knew how I could give back to the design uh, experience and visual and whatnot, because now I kind of had that high level understanding. Yeah. And Chris, that came in maybe I would say a year later. Like it took me a year to really to, to, to find a way. Um, to understand the Z space. Yeah. Okay. That's that seems to be consistent. So that's good for anybody else that's you know just deciding that they want to come into the IBM Z space. I mm-hmm. feel like it's probably much quicker for somebody who's internal who already has yeah. you know the, the lingo down and you know now that now that we're kind of blurring the lines between Z and you know the, the distributed space you know or at mm-hmm. least you know we're moving into the hybrid cloud um, probably the probably more and more we'll see more and more commonalities and similar similarities between uh, on and off prem i know we're coming we're coming to the uh the end of the mm. our session here um i think we've pretty well exhausted all of our uh, all of our questions shalini or chris do you guys have anything any uh no i think we've covered everything yeah yeah. yeah, I think I think we really did. Tala, thank you so much for you know agreeing yes. to come onto the podcast. It was fantastic to hear from you. Thanks guys for having me. This was this was fun. Yeah, you you did you did great. You did fantastic. Um, do you have this is putting you on the spot, but do you have like I got asked I got asked the other week, like as a product manager, what are like some of the tenants that I that I hold, you know, and I, I answered the question the best that I could. It was also on the spot, but like as a yeah designer or as a design manager or you know just you being you what is like what are some tenets that you have what are some like golden nuggets of wisdom that you you want to bestow upon us um as a design manager um, i kind of primed you you could just say anything you know i honestly think one of the um, the key things that we need to have especially in our times today mm-hmm. is just being empathetic I'll leave you with that. Thank you. Thank you. And to everybody that's listening, if that sounds like your ideal manager, remember, <laughs> they're looking for a, a senior design lead. <laughs> All right. Well, senior design researcher. I'm oh, sorry. Senior design researcher. I apologize. I've already well, lost. I've already lost. Thank the, you I've, so much for your time, Tala. We really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. This was yeah. awesome. Thank you. Thank you.